And I'm sure by now you know the number of coronavirus cases has reached more than 3 million globally. That is a fact. The pandemic continues its spread around the world. However, the, the latest figures, though, also show that thousands of people have recovered from the disease. But while the recovery rate is promising, it seemingly doesn't mean that those who have been infected uh, before will not suffer from it again. I mean, take Paulo Dybala, for example. That case got a lot of people very confused. So the UVA Forward has reportedly tested positive for coronavirus for the fourth time in just six weeks. He was among the first, if you remember, of the Serie A players to contract COVID-19 alongside teammates uh, Daniel Rugani as well as Blaise Matuidi. And all of this uncertainty around the reinfection leads us now to ponder over this very basic question. Are those who recover from the virus immune to it? And that is why we have to go to Manchester in the UK. Oh, Dr. Sang Khosani joins me on the line. Thanks, Doc, for your time. Good evening and welcome to MSW. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I should be asking you and I should be praising you and I should be thanking you as a frontline worker once again to say we appreciate you, sir. Thank you and good evening to the listeners. And the... Oh, my dot. <laughs> now, hey. well, but before yeah. we start, and I don't, let's not go there. Before we start, uh, interesting conversation you're having up with John about the prayer service and everything. Yes. Unfortunately, everyone has their own sector. Mm. And yet, there's a pandemic around us. There were no rules for this thing. Mm. So, people need to make things happen that they're in. It's, it's happening. I don't know when it's going to end, but people want to open. And it's the economic powers that be that are dictating terms now. Hmm. That is the unfortunate thing because of the figures that John is mentioning, because of the loss of revenue and everything. But you started with the numbers. So if yeah. you look at the numbers only, and if you go back to Prof. Karim, we shouldn't be having this debate. But unfortunately, because money talks, we are. You are but asking does, me about reinfection. Yeah. But, but does it supersede? Does it supersede? When you talk about money talks, does it supersede life? Does it supersede opportunities that people want to take to try to get the game back again? Shouldn't. But unfortunately, it is because at the end of the day, after all is said and done, mm. money talks and the other thing works. So now we're talking about schools opening in a staggered manner. And I'm thinking of a school in Port St. John's with pit latrines and overcrowding and so on and so on and stuff like that. You know where I'm going. So how is that going to work? But no, schools must go on from the 6th of May. Play must continue, whether it's behind closed doors, but money needs to be made. That is the unfortunate part. At whose expense? Because again, including the schools, what would your advice be? What would you... What would you remind South Africans, especially after the very detailed Prof. Karim 
presentation that he gave the nation. I mean, are we now starting to excitedly pre-winter lose our minds? Now, a good question. We are still having serious problems over there of people who are supposed to be tested not being able to be tested. Now, specifically in the Eastern Cape, it takes a lot for people to be tested. There's got to be a lot of complaining. There's got to be a lot of someone sending a message to someone and someone and so on. And there's got to be a lot of the herald running the story before anything can happen. So if you've got a positive case, positive contact, you've got symptoms, and four days go past without you being tested, you're losing time all the time. So if the testing is not happening when it needs to happen, then how do you know what is going on? And then you are still in that realm, but no, next week you must continue and lift some restrictions. And our issue was made very clear. Local transmission is going to be the major problem. And now you've got healthcare workers saying, we don't have aprons, we don't have gloves, we don't have masks. Then you've got an MBC saying, you can see patients that are COVID negative without. And then on the other hand, you've got the St. Augustine, you've got the Medi-Clinic. So that should give you an idea of where we are. But, but I'm sorry, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I, I, I understand that it's an important conversation because, as I said, that the, the aim of the show is also to transcend at times, you know, the, the round or oblong ball or, you know, sport per se, because, again, sport is played by human beings. And if they are touting to return back to play, that affects human beings. You're not talking about a FIFA game here. You're talking about human yes. life. So it seems that everything at the moment is being driven by the by money and economy because the pressure that Cyril is under is the same pressure that Boris is under. The poor man just got back to work on Monday, but mm-hmm. the Tories, the donors, fortunately here there's nothing hidden. The donors are putting pressure on the prime minister to open the economy. They said it. Then when it and comes to what we were, sorry, Doc. Um, just that our time was compromised uh, a little bit earlier. The no problem. Issue... That's why I'm I apologize yeah. for, for, for cutting you. Now, the question you're asking is very interesting. Yes. Because the reporter is been reported in South Korea, I think, and, and China. But unfortunately, we're dealing with a new new condition here that, that we don't know about. So everything will be a moving target and it, it will always be revolving. So now they're saying, are we looking at reactivation or reinfection? Now, reactivation means you had the symptoms, you were poorly, and then you recovered, but not fully. And then it comes back again in another way. But reinfection means you recovered fully, and you got rid of the virus, and then you got infected again. Now, the difference between the two is very important in terms of the vaccine, because if you are able to be reinfected, then it's going to take time before a vaccine can be found. Because the vaccine means when your lymphocytes, that is, the, the, we call them the soldiers of the body, 
are fighting the disease. They, they, they retain a memory of it so that if it comes back, they're able to fight it again. So if we are saying there are reinfections, then either the cells are being destroyed or they're not able to capture that memory, which then means you can be reinfected. Hence, a vaccine becomes a very difficult thing to come up with. But if you're saying it's a reactivation, that means you, are being, you haven't fully recovered and you just overwhelms you again and it comes back. So that's the difference that's happening and no one's been able to say exactly which one it is. But the numbers are quite low mm. so far. Because the, the reports that came through, and, and, and that is why in treading through this very, very carefully and reaching out to you, was because of that very same conundrum, that same confusion that it posed to say, here's a guy who for a month and a half has been undergoing tests and have counted four tests that he's had. And the latest one still comes up as a positive for coronavirus. And he continues to receive positive results. So therein, in the point of confusion, because I think there was also, um, I won't even be able to attribute it to any particular person, but locally, again, people that have been addressing South Africans were giving the opinion that once you've had it type of story, that it is difficult for that reinfection to happen. So I think, yeah. Unfortunately, that, that was the thought. Well, remember that very well. It is that very well. Someone by the name of Mzwandi Lemang, he dragged that clip again. Mm. Now, he's the leader of a political party, but I'd caution people in following what he says, because sometimes it's not very intelligent. He, he mentioned that in terms of the virus, but that's mm. a natural history in the virus. This one, as I said, is a new phenomenon that we're dealing with. So, at first, that was the thinking. But now that we are here at either reinfection or reactivation, we are not sure. So we've got to wait. Once the vaccine then gets developed, then we can say that for now, we're a bit in limbo because it's the same situation. And there's one thing that, that South Africa is doing very well, which is not being done here. The recoveries. They make sure that you test and you test negative before they can say you recovered. Here, you get positive, you continue, and then if once you are no longer symptomatic, you can get out of the side room and you can be discharged without a test. But isn't that what the great doctors were debating even yesterday? I think in, in, in America, which is obviously usually under the spotlight, and Dr. Fauci was also um, harnessing on the fact of the the false negatives that do come through. Mm. Because oh, yes, isn't that part of the one. fact? Yeah, the false negatives. That's another one. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Yes, that's another one. There's a percentage of the false negatives as well. But it's difficult to say what percentage it is. So it's, it's actually three things. The, the reinfection, the reactivation, and the false mm. negatives. And unfortunately, it is a very difficult... Again, remember, our neighbors down south, so not down south for me, but further up north, have come up with a $1 test kit that uses saliva and the pin trick, which 
um, unfortunately, when you're testing this type of virus, it's got to be a nasopharyngeal and the oropharyngeal swab. There is no blood test yet, and the reason that is on the story. Because to be able to do the blood test, it's an antibody test that looks for the antibodies that have been developed and to say you've already had the disease, you can't have that in, 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 in a manner in the viruses behave. But this one doesn't. There has not been an antibody test yet. So if you go and buy an antibody test from Senegal, mm. it might not work. Yeah, and I've been following that story. They've been disputing a lot of what has been, <laughs> a lot of what has been put out there, and it, and it's crazy though because you have an entire world that is yearning and searching for positives. For something. And and, yeah. and in the in the midst of it, and I know I keep repeating it, but th- then you get somebody who's supposed to be in charge of the then biggest economy in the world. Uh, telling people exactly the opposite of what his scientists are telling him. And he's nowhere near being a scientist himself. He's nowhere near being a medic himself, but is misleading people. Do, do, do you know how, 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 how influential the man is? He actually got the doctor to defend him. Hmm. That is how influential the guy is. It's very dangerous. He actually got the doctor to defend him in the disinfectant and uvula treatment. And it's still things, Robert, I keep hopping on about, and I do become a, a recurring record. Hydroxychloroquine, that's a dangerous statement. Inject disinfectant, that's a dangerous statement. HIV doesn't cause AIDS, that's a dangerous statement. I will go to a funeral because I need to be there for my people. That's a dangerous statement because people listen to their leaders and they do what their leaders in situations like this, it is very dangerous and it's dangerous. And you've been told, you've heard Eastern Cape, the main problem is funeral. But Chief Nguyen Nongonyan says, let's go. And there are no consequences from the Eastern Cape summit. I was going to ask you at some point, how important is it whether you appoint MECs or you appoint ministers who have no understanding of a medical field, and yet no. they occupy positions this, that require medical backgrounds. This debate has been going on, but I'll answer it in two words. This is a MSC is not a medical person, but the way he approaches this is different. He's visible. He is there, and you can see he is working with the team and he's taking that advice. Yeah. So you don't have to be medical. Yeah. It's how you work with your team. I mean, you saw the, 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 the medical from GP and the corner situation. Yes. yes. It's, it's, it's the person in the position and how you work with them and how you galvanize the resources around you. And a clear example of Robert has to be Cyril Ramaphosa. Mm-hmm. Allowing he people to not, lead, and he as a leader then leads a nation, and to have confidence uh, in, in him and his body of, of work. You know what, Doc, before I let you go, and I know how much of a sports fan you are, 
I've just been alerted to the sad passing of Mshobo Wenene's Luisa Sichek. Yes, I've just been informed about yeah, that. I, I just I wanted to convey to, my... Mshobo Wenene family as well. Yeah, I, I, I know. That's why... I thought I'd, I'd give you that opportunity, and, and also from us as Marawa Sports Worldwide to the entire family, um, we would like to extend oh, yeah. our deepest condolences as well. Uh, one, I mean, I one of the nicest people ever, and I'm sure we'll pick up on that uh, on the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you know, my predicament and having to rely on comments of Condolences to you and his family. Thank you so much, Doc. Thank you for the good work, man. We really appreciate you. You might be miles away. Sometimes the line might not be 100%, but whatever we can squeeze out of your mind, we do take it to heart. And I thank you so much indeed for being available, Baba. Stay strong. Thank you. All right. That's Dr. Sang Khosani there joining us all the way from Manchester in the United Kingdom, uh, dealing and delving in all of these issues. Sure.